0: Hello everybody, I'm Matt Renier, I'm here with MSP 3771, and today for our podcast class we will be doing a roundtable discussion with the rest of the class, and we'll be going over current events and other interesting topics, stay tuned.
1: Oh, here we go here, we're about to break down the scene, oh. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it, alright? Chris Rock has just made a joke there, and uh, trying to defend it here as you can see. That
0: was a nice one, okay.
1: Here comes Mr. Fresh Prince himself, walking up to the stage. Oh, you heard the slap there. And there it goes, Will Smith walking back, uh, saying to keep, his ha- to keep his wife's name out of Chris Rock's mouth.
0: Yeah, that was, uh, that was insane last night. That was, uh, whether it was, I'm not sure what was the whole deal with that. I've never seen someone just walk up on stage during a show like that and just go up and slap the host or whoever's announcing, but that's honestly crazy.
2: Yeah, considering I am someone who never watches the Oscars, this was definitely very eventful. And I think, you know, the speculation was, was it planned? Was it not? But if it was not planned, I would say that I'm pretty, I'm not surprised that he got away with it. I would say it has something to do with his high status in terms of him not getting escorted off or even being allowed on stage unabruptly, but, or so abruptly, I mean, but yeah, I don't know. Very strange though.
0: Definitely shocking. Um, I, I'm not sure if it was staged or not because part of it was, like, people were still cheering afterwards. You know, it still felt like kind of – and you saw – for the you can't see the clip, obviously, but there was a clip shown on Twitter that shows Will Smith actually, like, smiling at the joke beforehand. So kind of makes you think, like, is it,
1: like – well, I well, do was that sarcastic seen? smile too. the people. I'll be sarcastic smiling. Like, someone will be like, ah, really? No, yeah, it, it's just something I do. You, you got to throw in some humor back. You, you can't just let them have the only joke. That's true. Um,
2: or maybe he felt the need to just defend his wife, even if he found it maybe amusing in a sense Uh,
3: i don't don't think he realized like what the joke was until he saw his Mm -hmm. wife's reaction you can see in the video that uh she you know she rolls her eyes she's pretty offended at the joke actually Mm -hmm. but will smith doesn't uh notice that immediately yeah but
0: you know i think the joke is a little uncalled for but you know walking up and slapping if it was real i mean like You could have been, like, after you accepted the award, been, like, you could have said to him, like, after you, like, shake him, give him a hug, and be like, don't say that shit about my wife. Or, excuse me, pardon my language.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is the first time I've even heard this audio. I have yet to see the um, video, because I didn't actually watch the Oscars yet. But I'm quite surprised to hear about it. I didn't didn't think something like that would actually happen at the Oscars on national television. Um, And just the fact that, like Hannah said, he was able to get up there... And get away with it uh, is a little surprising to me it sounds a little bit like a performance but um apparently it might not be
4: yeah absolutely i i think we should all have a little bit higher expectations of celebrities i mean these people get paid a ton and um think about some of the comedy routines that people have done in the past at the Oscars, it's usually kind of in bad taste. Wasn't Ricky Gervais? Did was he a host in the past, or did he? Uh, he I did the so. Golden Globes Golden last Globes.
3: year. It was a very funny monologue. <clears throat>
4: yeah, a lot of
3: people didn't like it. Right, I yeah. mean, there's
4: this whole. It, I I think that that joke was out of line. I mean, you don't you don't punch down on somebody about their disease. I mean, that's like very rude. Um, but on the other hand. I mean, you have a bunch of really highly paid people who sh- who I think should have more self-control. Mm-hmm. Uh, any thoughts on that? Uh,
1: I, I think you covered it. I think both people are in the wrong at the end of the day. And I think both people actually, at the end of the day, just kind of moving it. Like, even just Chris Rock kind of just rolling with the punches, like, quickly just moving on. You know, this, didn't, this wasn't, like, a big, like, long thing. It lasted, I think, a total of under five minutes,
4: so... I wonder, is he gonna is Chris Rock now going to pay a price for not reacting? Are people going to say that, like, Will Smith owned him? Is that... Well, I don't, I don't think, think most people
3: are on
1: Chris, Chris Rock's Rock went, side. Yeah, and Chris Rock wouldn't win in that fight either, but that's a different story. Okay, why not? <laughs> I mean, Will uh, I'm... Smith. I'm putting I'm putting like the physical prowess is, I'm with nothing else I'm just standing up Chris Rock next to Will Smith, <laughs> I think that's all I need to do. Have you seen I Am
0: Legend, dude? That man's a beast in
1: that movie. I mean, one of them played uh, Muhammad Ali, the <laughs> other um, played a commit, um, I, uh, the Good other job. played um, yeah, Wait, well, yeah, yeah sure. the other
0: voiced a cartoon zebra. <laughs> oh, he's the zebra. Yeah. yeah, he's the zebra. Madagascar. Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Madagascar, mm-hmm. great Marty. franchise. Love those movies. Great
2: movies.
4: <laughs> well, that's, and speaking of that, that's a children's movie, so what is the responsibility of an actor to That's a children? Chil-
1: that's a children's movie over five years old. All those children who watch those movies are grown up. They're our age now. The last <laughs> movie, yeah. for
0: reference, the last <laughs> Madagascar movie, the third one, came out in, like, I think
3: 2010.
0: Yeah, so well, it's, it's I been have been little siblings, and they've all seen
3: them, too, and they're, like, 8
2: and 10, so... Fair enough. They're still watch, you relevant. Mean,
0: you can watch it any time in great movies, but I do think it has a role of... Uh, Messing with kids. I think you shouldn't like be doing that, especially on live TV, because kids see that there's like, it kind of may-, may leave an impact on them.
3: Yeah, but you know, I mean, most adults don't even watch the Oscars. I doubt there are any, you know, mm. small children watching the Oscars.
4: Yeah, true. But this is like the only thing that a lot of people wanted to tune into after the fact,
2: mm-hmm. right? I think the fact that it's such a high end, like, situation, it's a huge thing. So for something like this to happen, it gains people's attention.
1: Definitely. And that's why people argue that it's staged that that's why there's even the art it's mm-hmm.
3: hilariously sad because this is pretty funny but it just takes away from like the people who actually won awards and stuff absolutely
2: so moving on from movies to television bridgerton just came out on netflix it's season two is out now and the big thing this season is that there's a lot of representation indian representation the main girls this season are from india and their whole premise is that they've come from india to london to try and get married but it's a big thing for viewers like me who are indian Um, i think it's definitely captured the attention of us and just seeing the representation that's been lacking for so long. So it's definitely different to see the main character have this story unfold on our screens. And if anyone hasn't seen Bridgerton, it's about this Bridgerton family who's in London and each season is a different sibling entering the season, which is their marriage season and they're trying to get married, but it's very popular, it was booming last season, and this season, I'm not sure what people think of it, whether they think it's better than the last, but either way, it's extremely popular, and the actors who are on this show, their careers definitely take off, so.
5: Um, yeah, with Rhonda Shy specifically, or Shonda Rhimes, sorry, with Shonda Rhimes specifically, like, a lot of the things that she writes about, um, a lot of the things that she writes about, uh, regarding representation I feel like it's like really important and um, uh, what I really like about her work is like in everything that she does she does a really good job at like contextualizing the identity of like the characters that she's writing about um I think in a lot of like major TV shows I'm thinking of like shows like Euphoria and stuff like that um one of the major critiques is that they like it feels like race is something that doesn't exist in those shows like there are characters that have different races but they're not it's not acknowledged, it's just like, it's like it doesn't exist. And I think that um, she's always done a fantastic job at like making, that, m- making the identity a really important part of that character.
2: Yeah, she's done a lot of popular shows. You know, She's famous for Grey's Anatomy, for Scandal, for How to Get Away with Murder. So she's very well known at this point.
1: Uh, yeah, and you know, and she's a uh, part of that very big ABC lineup. Um what I used to think of uh, before I really opened up my eyes is kinda like the you know, the middle aged woman lineup on ABC, but I've I've now grown to see oh well good content could be seen by everyone, but also I was like ten when I thought that, so you know, a little bit little bit of a different perspective now, eleven years later. And um yeah, you know, I don't know too much about the show, but um set in England, I'm an Anglophile, so that's that's already one check mark already bought, booked off for me. And I'm into all the other ideas, but I'm so no. Maybe I'll check it out. I don't know. I don't watch TV, so I I, I don't got anything else to do. Yeah, I haven't
0: uh, seen the show either. But you know, from what you said, it sounds like a really interesting concept. I like the fact that there's a lot more shows out there with more representation, like in groups that really don't get as much representation as some other groups do. And I like that there's a show out there now that's starting to do that. and Maybe other shows will follow suit, so kind of make everything on equal ground. But definitely gonna try and take a look at it after the show.
3: Uh yeah, it's interesting how um we're taking traditionally uh white forms of media not white forms of media, but um like stories with uh white fictional characters and we're um making them minorities. I, I don't know anything about the Bridgerton novels or novel, um, but it seems that they're set in like Victorian London. Um I know Reggae Reggae John Page, I wanna say, he's um He's, he's a black man and he played the main character last season. I remember hearing about his name a lot. But um, yeah, it's interesting that, uh, you know, some people have a problem with it. You know, they call it like blackwashing or something. They take like a, a white character and they make them a minority. Um, I, I don't think it's like the end of the world, but um, I guess it'd be nice if we could just like make original stories with minority characters. Um, I know, speaking of Indian representation, there's another show on Netflix that Mindy Kaling created. It's about, like, an Indian-American teenager. I heard it was all right, but, you know, I heard... Um, but, you know, it's it's the little things like that that we should, like, you know, appreciate
4: in terms of uh, diversity and all that. So yeah. that, that brings an, um, an important point up in my mind, um, and it's to think about history and think about when is this show set... Um, And it's Victorian times, right? So the 19th century England. So I think the critical question to ask is, what was going on between India and England in the 19th century? And does that, um, how to, is the show dealing with that at all, or is it simply a fantasy sort of time machine into an imagined place? Like, could this, could this scenario have happened during that time period? And um, does that even matter if we're going f- for a piece of entertainment content? And um, so, is, do you guys have thoughts about that? <laughs> I,
1: I mean, I haven't. I don't want to speak on anything because I don't. I'm not very well educated on the show, so I don't want to make any claims that are wrong or false. Well, let here. me let
4: me frame it a little bit differently. So, England was like the colonial power, and yeah. India um, was part of the uh, British Empire at that time period. So. Does that have anything to do with um, the meaning of the show now?
2: Yeah, I feel like it does not actually. I feel like in this show, they're all seen as not equal because there's still status in terms of the Bridgerton family being high status and everything. But, and this Indian family, the mom has been rejected because she went off and married, like, not a man of status. So there's those kind of issues, but in terms of the whole, like, British rule in India history, that's not really playing a role in this season. Um, the man just sees the woman as someone he wants to marry, and I feel like that's really what they hone in on. So on. Could
4: that does that m- have something to do with what the critics are saying? Uh, what was the word, was it blackwash? Is that the? It's, it's kind of like a,
3: yeah, if you want to criticize it, blackwashing.
4: And that's a play on words of whitewashing, which is like <laughs> changing history. Through, through this sort of fictional or imagined storytelling. But uh, I feel like
5: when you watch these pieces of media, like, I don't think that you're going in them looking for, like, an accurate historical representation. <laughs> and that's, like, always been, um, like, a, that's always been, like, a theme with a lot of, like, historical uh, media pieces that I've seen. Like, even, like, um, things like Pride and Prejudice and, like, Downton Abbey, like, they all have that really, like, um, there's, like, a fantastical feel to them. And, like, sure, like, I guess, like, if you race-wise, it's, like, historically accurate or whatever, but um, I don't under, I don't see why um, people of color can't have that same, like, historical, like, uh, high fantasy um, sort of representation.
4: Mm-hmm. So in that sense, Shonda Rhimes is kind of... Um she's claiming that space in a way um, and and having like expressing her own freedom by playing with it is that yeah I think
2: she uses her creative freedom to show views that I probably fantasies for a lot of minorities you know she didn't say it represents history accurately she's just portraying it a certain way maybe the way that minorities wanted to feel in a sense it gives them that place to imagine a world where that would be possible for them
5: So um, next week, or this week actually coming up is going to be the Grammys. We're gonna cover I guess all three of the major media uh, fields today. (laughs) Um, I'm curious what you guys have to think about the uh, song of the year. Um, I can read them out to you if you wanna hear them. So there's Bad Habits with uh, Fred Gibson, Johnny McDade, Ed Sheeran. Um, a Beautiful Noise, Driver's License, Fight for You, Happier Than Ever, Kiss Me More, Leave the Door Open, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, Peaches, and Right on Time. There's a lot. Sorry, I didn't realize how many. <laughs> um, cu- I'm curious what, uh, what is your pick for the song or which one you think is going to win? What are your thoughts?
2: I'm kind of thinking happier than ever. I don't know why. I just feel like that one really boomed, and it's pretty recent and in everyone's mind. But Driver's License was also really, really big when it didn't come out, so I can't tell. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's going to be happier than ever um, just because of how big it is and how, how recent it is. And she's so big. Like, she's already yeah. won so and many Grammys. And it's so. bigger now, yeah. too. Mm-hmm.
3: My friend called me gay for liking Kiss Me More,
1: (laughs) (laughs) which means I like the song even more now. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'm taking a different angle. I'm striking because none of those songs are on my playlist. Mm. And it's, well, but then again, it's just a problem with award shows in general. It's, at the end of the day, it's someone's opinion that, and then because it's, it's you could say the same thing about the Oscars, the Emmys. It's because another person said it louder yeah. that now you have to enjoy it more. And that's just kind of, like, the problem I have with all award shows in general, except for the Kids' Choice Awards. Those are dope. They're, they're, they're <laughs> for the people, man. You get to vote on the True. website for yourself. But all the rest is just, like, people in the room get to the side. And, like, it really never will encapsulate uh, the full. I think I said that right. I probably didn't. But, yeah. Do
0: they even do the Kids' Choice Awards anymore?
1: I mean, I'm, I'm not a I kid. I hope so. I, I, I'm not a kid anymore, so. I, I, I can't I can't <laughs> vote anymore. I'm too old. I can't vote Well, anymore. no, no, you still could vote. I just didn't think you'd want to vote. You're a kid at heart. You're a kid at heart. Kid. Well, I am a kid at heart, but that's not, but that's not the point I hand.
2: But uh, yeah, I do think that's a major problem with these award ceremonies is that it's really exclusive and it's only kind of restricted to like the top 40 artists all the time. So it's hard to even get into that list. You know, so I do think that's like the backlash of it all is that it's very high-end and exclusive and it doesn't really give much opportunity for the thousands, hundreds of thousands of other artists who are out there.
5: Right, even when you look at like, New artist nominations—it's mm-hmm. all people that have been making music forever, right? But it's just oh well, they're popular now, so mm-hmm. now they're a new artist. Like right. that doesn't make any sense.
0: I think it's less exclusive than the Oscars because you look at like yeah. like the songs that are like picked for like best of the year. Like you've probably heard of them at least. Like I remember 2020, like the Oscars, like right before COVID hit. Other than Joker, I didn't see a single one of those movies. I didn't know any of them. Well, and I,
1: yeah, the Oscars is on a whole different level of just being like. Head up there.
0: <laughs> it's like, oh, these like films are elegant. Like I've at least heard of those songs, but like I do agree that it is a bit of a problem with like exclusivity. I yeah. also
1: think it's an
5: easier time commitment too. When it comes to music, is like, it's easier to listen to a bunch of three-minute songs than to try to watch every single Best Picture nomination. Like people do it, but like, I don't know, it's kind of crazy. I couldn't do that. I don't have the time for that.
1: Well, I used to be one of those people, but yeah, no, it's just, you know, yeah, am I supposed to? Um, yeah, so. Yeah, just with all that, um, I lost. I completely lost my point. Someone else pick up for me?
2: Okay, well, that is pretty much what we have about the Grammys. I guess we'll have to tune in and see this Sunday who really wins it all. So stay tuned for that.